Hey everyone, and welcome to the Planned, Prepped, and Productive podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Spackman, registered dietitian and mom of four, and believer in peaceful, easy, but also homemade family meals. On this podcast, I'm helping moms and parents master mealtime and become the bosses of their kitchen. As you do this, you'll find more peace in your meals through prep and planning. We will do this by focusing on four pillars for making mealtime manageable, doable, and if you give it a chance, maybe even fun. The four pillars are mindset and self-care, planning and organization, meal planning, and meal prep. This is episode number 101, Using Family Rhythms to Find More Peace and Productivity. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast today. I'm really excited to introduce you to my guest. Her name is Sarah Dalton, um, and we are going to be talking all about family rhythms. So let me just tell you a little bit about Sarah before we dive into the episode. So Sarah Dalton is the founder of Your Simply Big Life, which is an online community that empowers women to step out of overwhelm and to take ownership of their day. Her mission is to help busy moms make the most of their time and energy so that they can go after their big goals and be present for their family. Sarah is the creator of the Peace and Productivity Planner, as well as her online course, Peace and Productivity Foundations, which helps moms to gain clarity around their priorities, design rhythms, and learn how to stay focused throughout the day so that they can get things done, have time for themselves, and enjoy the life that they are creating. She is also the host of the Peace and Productivity podcast, where she has weekly conversations with like-minded women, in addition to weekly solo episodes where she offers inspiration on all things time management, productivity, and living an intentional life. So I had a great time chatting with and getting to know Sarah, and I think you'll really like the take that she has on uh, family planning um, and family rhythms. And she talks about a lot of things that we've covered on the podcast in the past, but she takes a little bit more of a specific and intentional approach with those things that I found really helpful. And I hope that you guys will find helpful too. So with that, let's go ahead and dive into the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast today. I have Sarah Dalton with me from Your Simply Big Life, and she is here to share some planning, scheduling, um, awesome advice for us um, just to help um, all of us manage the big lives that we are all leading. So welcome to the podcast today, Sarah. Hi, Amanda. Thanks so much for having me. Yes. So just to start out, I like to just get a an idea of who you are and what your, what your purpose is, what it is that you are doing, um, and your mission as you share planning and, um, productivity advice. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks again. I'm excited to chat with you again because you were on my podcast. So this is always fun to connect with like-minded women who love the planning and all the things. So basically, I am, well, I'm a mom. I am also a stepmom. I have two older stepsons and then an eight and a 10-year-old. Um, so our life is very full, like I know everybody listening <laughs> can relate to. And Pretty much my story in a kind of in a nutshell, right? It's hard to do that, but is that when I became a new mom and a new stepmom and a wife kind of all in this span of like very quickly, <laughs> right on top of each other, I realized again, very fast that I needed some systems. I needed some, I had always loved planning and the idea of organizing my time, my home, all the things. 
But what I realized is that when it's just you, that's one thing. And you can easily, right, in quotes, much more easily kind of just keep things organized and move things around. When you add people and family members and more and more hats and responsibilities, it just becomes a whole nother ball game to, to manage all the things. And so basically as I kind of moved into my motherhood journey, I also, it was kind of at the same time, I also was discovering things about myself kind of on a simultaneously on a uh, personal development journey and just figuring out more of who I was. And it all kind of came together in a beautifully messy way that life has a way of doing. But I, I realized that I wanted something for myself as well as being a mom. I, as you know, when my kids were little, it was, you know, uh, you're kind of obviously in the, in the thick of it. And when they became, you know, around like, it was like four or five years old. I started looking, thinking about what could I do? What could I do? You know, I did some, um, what, like, um, I can't even think of the word now, like different side hustles, we'll say, you know, and just different things that we kind of, you know, to kind of fill the time and look into other interests. And basically I realized that what I really loved, like I said, was the planning and the organizing. And eventually that led into creating my first planner and, um, and eventually just kind of little by little that led to creating a community around that. And now what it is, is the Simply Big Life community, the Peace and Productivity podcast, and just many more iterations of the planner. And so it's been a really fun journey. Um, but basically what I do is help busy moms to make the most of their time and energy. So getting the most out of the days, because like I said, as we know, there's just so much, there's always so much to do. So many things that we, so many priorities were being pulled in all the different directions. So I want to help moms and myself, right. To be able to focus and to be able to be present for the things that matter most. Absolutely. Yes. And I love that this is somewhere where we align our values for sure that you talked about managing your time and managing your energy because there is way too much information out there about managing your time. And if we as humans had infinite capacity to do that, then I think that advice would be a lot. It would go a lot further, but we have many different resources we're trying to manage. So mm-hmm. um, that's awesome. And I love that you were inspired by your own life and this kind of experience that you had. And really, I know that that is going to come through today as you share um, your advice. So uh, this is another question that I like to ask everyone that comes on. And that is, what do you think is the biggest problem facing individuals, specifically moms, um, when it comes to productivity and having more peace uh, in the home? Yeah, such a good question. I love starting here. So much of what I talk about, it's the mindset piece, right? It, like you said, there's there's a lot of information out there of the how-to, the tactical, the time blocking, the this and the that. And I love strategy, but without the mindset piece and without that clarity around, first of all, what is our what are our priorities, right? So I think the mindset, and it kind of goes in in a lot of different directions, but I think of it, there's the comparison piece when it comes to us as busy moms, right? Looking at our neighbor, looking at social media and 
what are they doing? This is what I should be doing. This is what I should even want to be doing, right? Whether that's making dinner every night of the week, but like, how does that look for you? Right. So getting that clarity on the front end and really resetting and readjusting our mindset that our journey is going to look different than the mom down the street, than our neighbor, than our best friend, than our mom's journey, right? And so there's no one right way to do this thing called life. (laughs) And so I think really it's just kind of resetting that idea also that we know this is a very popular phrase, right? That the busy is a badge of honor that we, and we can say that and know that it's not good, right? Know that it's not necessarily a positive thing, but I think many of us, we kind of, we have internalized that, right? As, as moms, as women, just taking on so much of that responsibility. And so it's kind of unpacking what are those beliefs around our, how we spend our time. Yes, for sure. And I think you bring up, you bring up the ultimate issue, right? It's that, yeah, the solutions are there, but if the mindset's not there, if you're, and even just the expectations, mm-hmm. um, if, because a lot of this is going to require letting go of a lot of expectations, that is key to finding peace. I I mean, that's mm-hmm. in my experience. So absolutely. I love that you brought that up and I absolutely agree. And I'm so excited to see what <laughs> you have, what your solutions are here. So um, I'm really excited to learn about this. You have something in your framework that you teach called rhythm. So can you tell us what exactly you would define a rhythm as and how you can use rhythms to be more productive? Yes. So this is something I love the idea of defining because I think then we can kind of more clearly wrap our brain around it. And I truly believe, yes, there's textbook definitions, but there's also for us in our season this is what this means to me. And when it comes to rhythms, I was getting caught up when I started the group, the community, the planner, I was getting caught up in, in the weeds of like, okay, this is a system. This is a routine. This is a habit. And I have to like separate all these things out. And in my, in just the way that I approach it, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. I'm not super into details. I'm just like, let's make it peaceful. Let's make it simple. Let's make it fun. So to me, this idea of rhythms are the umbrella that encompass all of those things. So it's just basically a grouping of tasks, behaviors, habits that we do on a recurring regular basis. So that's pretty much my definition. And then it can apply in so many different ways. It's not necessary. It can be a daily rhythm, weekly, monthly, seasonal, annual, but it's just something that does happen more than once. It's not a one-off thing on our to-do list. It's a rhythm that, and we want rhythms. We, The goal of rhythms is to really create that space. And kind of like I mentioned, the big thing that I've noticed, and that is a huge aha moment for the women that I work with, is that it creates this separation and more space on that never-ending to-do list because it's on the to-do list. Our rhythms are separate and there's something that we create, we do, and the kind of that idea of making it a habit, making it recurrent and habitual is that it doesn't take a lot of effort or brain space to do it. It's something that we know we've created it intentionally. We've designed it. That's the work on the front end. And then we can just live our lives And yes, we can, then we can work on projects. Then we can work on our goals. We can work through that to-do list. 
while our rhythms are operating for us in the background and helping us to create that flow. Yes, absolutely. And I'm actually really excited that you just shared that because this is something that I've noticed, but not necessarily something that I have like taken the time to define. But so many women speaking of planners, you're like writing all these things. And it's like, why are you writing that down? Like, Yes. Do you need to? Are you going to do it anyway? And I don't know if it's part of that, like busy is a badge of honor of like, no, I'm going to write this down and I'm going to check it off. But to me, when I look at this never ending to do list, I'm crazy overwhelmed. But like in all reality, 50% of that is going to happen anyway, because I've taken the time to create that system. So I love that you discussed how this, there is absolutely yeah. a separation. We yep. are making some things a habit so that you can have the space for the other things that you need to fit in. So that is really awesome. Um, can you just share um, some examples of like different tasks or habits, like you said, that you do have rhythms around? Yeah. So let's start. I mean, I can give you kind of like a couple daily and then maybe a couple weekly. Yeah, that sounds um, great. So my daily rhythms include, I have my morning grounding, which a lot of people would kind of see that as like when you talk about a morning routine, right? So my daily grounding includes coffee, always reading, um, something, um, journal or, and just sitting quietly, peacefully, ideally I'm grounding and that's how I start the day. And then looking at my planner for that day and planning out, you know, my top three most valuable tasks, my schedule. So that's, that is, so it's the reading, the, you know, the writing and the planning are the three habits behaviors within that morning grounding rhythm. So they make up that rhythm. And then another one of my daily rhythms is my AM reset. And so that's where I'm getting the, and it looks different, you know, on school days versus not school days, but really typically what it is, is getting the kitchen, doing breakfast, resetting, emptying the dishwasher from the night before, um, then doing the breakfast dishes. So resetting the kitchen, getting it to the point where, ideally, right. If, if I'm intentional and it doesn't always, you know, the rhythms are there as like a safety net, they're helping us. They're not always going to go perfectly. They're not, I mean, definitely not always. And that's the, again, that expectation, but they're there as a template and as a way to just help us to feel, to really take back that power from our day. So then I'm resetting the kitchen and then I will go upstairs and I will make the beds and gather the laundry and put in a load of laundry. So that's literally those three things is what I call my AM reset. And if it's this idea of resetting the house for the day, so then I get the kids off to the bus and I'm not trying to scramble around for another hour or so doing all the things that I didn't do, I'm able to dive right into whatever that is. Usually for me, that's a work block, um, but that's my AM reset. And then the PM reset is just basically the, the reverse of that. So, yeah. I'm, you know, literally. So mm -hmm. it's again, and it's, you know, and that's the beauty. This is why I love rhythms that we can share. And I think where sometimes people can get into trouble too, when we share routines or this is what, you know, my morning routine, my evening routine, then we feel depending on your personality, right? You can hear that and take it on as like, this is what I need to do. Now, this is the only way, this is the routine. This is the rhythm. What I love to teach. And I hope I am, you know, 
just sharing in that way of like, take what works and leave the rest. And I teach, you know, very much in the seasons. I know we talked about that and just knowing what season you're in and to be able to reset and rework those rhythms to really fit with whatever season you're in. So those are my daily rhythms. And a couple of my weekly rhythms are um, the weekly planning. I mean, that's the huge, the big, the big kahuna, the one that I feel like if we were going to start anywhere, that's the one that we, you know, that I would really suggest starting with just because that really gives you that, again, that empowerment over your time and energy. And it, gives you the template for your week, even if it doesn't go according to plan, which life will happen and it won't go according exactly to plan, but at least you have a place to go back to once you get off track for one reason or another, then you can come back to it. So I have my weekly planning, which I usually do on Friday and that's, and then a coffee chat with my husband and a family meeting with my whole family. Those are another, either kind of all in that same planning rhythm zone. Um, but again, they help us all to get on the same page and I'll do my, that usually on Sunday after I've already done my own personal planning. So then I can just kind of get them in, in the loop. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I love, um, kind of what you're saying about rhythms, not necessarily always going according to plan. And I think it's cute and powerful actually to think of like rhythm as it applies like in music which is what it yes. you know and you I can be an example here because I am taking guitar lessons right now and cool. That's as awesome. I thank you <laughs> as I um start it's like messy yes. but I think the more you do it the more that it will actually go as mm-hmm. you intend it to. But that's part of like that. the practice, right? So hundred percent. That's such a good point. Such a good example. Huge. Yes. Yes. So, love and I am excited to talk more about, and I love, I think it's just awesome because a lot of the things you're talking about are things that I do, but I don't like, I haven't defined them. And I, I love, yeah. I, it is powerful. Like you said, to put a definition behind it, to put a time behind it mm-hmm. to say, this is what, this is what we're doing. So that I intentionality love that. piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So you have a framework and I'm assuming that you've kind of gotten into this, but that you have that will help moms start to create these rhythms that you've been teaching us about. So can you share that framework, the framework for creating a simple and sustainable rhythm that will eventually become automatic? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say first, it's helpful to think kind of like put your life-ish into buckets. And I know it's not that easy, right? To just kind of separate it out. But thinking of creating rhythms in these zones for home, work, self-care, planning, and to really think about, okay, so for these different areas, those are the main kind of areas in my life that I want to create rhythms around Um, and relationships. That's the fifth one. And so that can kind of go into self-care. But um, And so the framework is the four W's. And again, this is where if you find yourself kind of like, like with meal planning, for example, right? Like just struggling in an area, whether it's in one, you know, struggling with your relationships, maybe in your marriage or with your time with your kids, then you're thinking, you know, that's when you can kind of start to think, okay, I need some, some rhythm around this particular area of my life. And so you can kind of work backwards then and 
do work it through these four W's. So I'll tell you what they are and then kind of walk through um, the why, the what, the who, the when, and how. And those are like one <laughs> together mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, four W's is better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so basically the why, this is super important. I think a lot of times when with anything, if it's a goal, if it's, you know, a routine or rhythm we're trying to create to know what the purpose is, to know why we're, what the end result goal is, is super helpful. So, you know, really, and what's kind of that pain point. And I think a really, a good example of this is, you know, getting back for the kids. If you're going back into school mode, creating a new morning rhythm is super important because if not, right, they're going to be in summer mode. They're going to be kind of all over the place. You, the intention behind it is to really have everybody to get them set for an amazing day, right? To have them leave the house feeling great. Everybody on the same page, you know, clothes on, fed all the things. So that's kind of, that's the why behind, you know, and it's going to be obviously different for every rhythm you're trying to create. And then the what, and this is, this is kind of the meat of it. And these are all the possible things that can go into this rhythm. And I think this is where, again, like you were saying, we, we do these things and, but we don't always do them with intention or like we just do them almost out of there's habits that we do intentionally and then habits that we do unintentionally. Right. Right. So if we can make them ours, make them take ownership and decide what we do and when within these rhythms, I think, again, it's just that power piece and that that's where you can start to make the most and make those decisions for yourself and your family. So all the steps. So brain dumping all the things that could possibly, you know, all the habits, all the behaviors, tasks that go into that. And then deciding the who part is, you know, who's going to do it, who's involved in this rhythm, right? So my weekly planning is just me, but the coffee chat is me and my husband. The family meeting is me and my kids and my husband, right? So getting clear on who's involved, because then the next step is, right, kind of the when and the how. So who's doing which pieces that you just, you know, you let out, okay, these are all the pieces that we need to do that we need to get covered, but who's going to do what and when are they going to happen? So that's where then you create that flow. You put them, you put the whole thing together, like a picture into a rhythm, into a flow. And so this is where I think it's really helpful. Like you're, like you said, too, getting started having it written down is super helpful seeing it in front of you and it it may feel overwhelming in the beginning if you're new to this if you're new right just really kind of seeing all the things written out but truly all these pieces right they come together and when and when we're doing them in real life it's not that that many things it's it does be kind of become that flow so those are the you know the 4 w's so if you want me to um, walk through like a specific kind of example with the four W's. I could do that or whatever you think. Yes. Yeah. I think that'd be great. I do just want to like chime in that I really love, I love the like who aspect of this. And I think like, this is like something I just want to like for my moms. I'm like, unfortunately we really still live in the day and age where if you don't define who does it, it's yes. going to be you. And I wish, I wish that were not true and we're working towards that. Yes. Right. But like that is, and 
I think yeah. that that can take a lot of resentment away to just, I mean, again, I don't want to put off the idea that like, it's your responsibility as moms to do this. However, if we can yeah. take that resentment away by just defining who does what, 100%. I think that's huge. Um, I also love the idea of writing it all out. Something that I'm working through right now personally is just that I'm like, there's too much <laughs> like there is, but even like writing that out, like it can like, it can make that clear and make it like, okay, I need childcare. I need yes help. And that's like, so even if that writing it down piece is overwhelming, I think that that can really help to, to, I don't know, make it clear to you what you need. Yes, exactly. No, it's, it's such a good point. And that a big, something that I love to talk about and that I'm always working on in my own life is that delegation piece. Right. And kind of another going back to that mindset, like you were saying too, of like that we, it's that default, sometimes people in our family or whoever it is would default. But I think we also default to ourselves. Right. Yes. That, and like in that way of like, and I get it because it is, I mean, we do things very well as moms, right? Yeah. <laughs> and like, so it's hard to get over that, that way. And it's our home, right? We, we maintain our home in a certain way. And what, so whatever it is, it can be difficult to let that go and also very freeing. And when, again, when you write it down, when you see it in front of yourself, that's why I love the physical planner, the pen to paper, because we do have so many things running around our brain at all times. And when we get it out there, we can say, you know what, this is something that is actually sacred to me that I really enjoy doing for the home, for my family. And I'm going to keep this. I'm going to, this is my task, right? This is my thing, part of the rhythm, but this thing over here, like I can let that go, right? Whether it's, you know, cleaning once a month or getting the groceries. Sometimes that can even be difficult. If I said my husband, I'm like, a very detailed list, you know, helps. Um, but yeah, so I think that's such a great point and a great reminder in there. Yes. And I 100 um, percent. I love the idea, too, that, that that's OK, that we have like there's there are a lot of tasks that I feel attached to. And that's yeah. OK. And yes, but I think there is a lot of power in letting those go. And even just the acceptance that they might not be done to like mom standards exactly. for a while. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. OK. I would love for you to go through an example of um, using yeah. the. Sorry, now I just forgot the letter, the four W's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I'll just walk you through the planning rhythm because that's the one, again, that I would suggest every mom starting with. And I feel like, you know, we've all heard that. And, but truly, I've seen such a transformation in the women that I work with that just implementing this one rhythm and, and in an intentional way, because I think we all do it not all of us, many of us do it to one extent or the other. But I think again, when we're sitting down and we're getting super clear on it, um, it's, it's a game changer. So for me, the why of the weekly planning, right. It's again, I mean, pretty much like we've been saying, it's to have that empowerment, that control, that, that CEO vibe over your own day and your life, but then also just that proactive. So you're in proactive mode versus reactive mode. When you're heading into the week, you're not waiting for the other shoe to fall. You're not waiting. You have 
a plan and you have, you know, even then when you, again, when you get off track, you know where to go back to um, when life happens. So that's my, the big why for that the what. So what I like to do is I have, again, a method within a method. That's just kind of how my brain works, <laughs> but it's the, the reset method. So this is how, you know, again, on Friday, I sit down with my planner, my Google calendar, uh, my task management and, you know, system. And, and I sit down and first of all, I reflect, I reflect on the, the big goals that I set at the beginning of the year, at the beginning of the season, because again, those easily get lost in the shuffle if if we don't have a rhythm for checking in with them. And this is part of my rhythm that helps me to check in with my goals and see where I am, see what, you know, kind of where on that path and what can I do this week to move me closer to those goals. So that's the reflection piece. And then I do an energy check. And I know we were talking a little bit about that energy management Again, if we don't have that capacity to show up for our task or a time block that we've decided we're going to do, kind of what good is it if we don't have the energy, the capacity to do those things? So an energy check, right? Whether it's just where I am in my monthly cycle, literally how I'm feeling, you know, kind of what happened last week and that what were the big drainers? What were the, some of the things that really did actually fill the tank? And can I implement some of those again this week? So the energy check, the S is your set schedule. So literally going through your calendar and saying, okay, what is a doctor appointment, a, you know, a podcast, whatever is actually set on the schedule, getting super clear about those and blocking those times out. And then the essential tasks. So I'm big on not having that running, never ending to-do list and really prioritizing. There's a whole other thing, a whole other method and way that I have to kind of simplify that to-do list. But really just here, it's super important at this point, hopefully you have, when I sit down on Friday to plan my week, I have a very clear picture of what are, what is I'm going to, what I'm going to be focusing on this week. What are the tasks, the projects that I'm going to be focusing on? And then I time block my rhythms. Literally, I sit down. That's part of my planning as I say, okay, so on Friday, I put in my weekly reset. And so I'm blocking out the rhythms. I block out my coffee chat, my family, you know, family meeting. I block those times out in my calendar because almost like they are a schedule, they're not on the to-do list. They're part of the schedule. Um, so that's the reset method. And that's kind of, again, that's the what. And I kind of, I kind of like jumped a little bit ahead because I combined. <laughs> the, <laughs> that's the okay. what, but, right. So it kind of gives you that feel of those are all the different parts. And then the, you know, Again, the who is just me um, at this point in my personal planning. And then, um, yeah, the when and the how I kind of went over that. So, yeah. yes, I love that. And I love here. I mean, I actually I designed my own planner as well and have been doing that for probably three or four years. And that's awesome. And have come to add a lot of these things in through time. And I love there's a couple of things that I just wanted to touch on. The reflect piece is huge. And I actually have an episode. If I remember, I'll drop it in the show notes, but I like literally don't like, we have like smart goals. We have all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't think we need all that. Like you just need a planner and you need to like have your, but like, mm -hmm. if you ask yourself every week, how your goal went, 
your goals happen. Like it's that simple, right? Like we don't need like all of, and the thing that I think is powerful about doing this in a planner versus, you know, a smart, and I'm not against smart goals. They're not my favorite, but I'm not against them. However, it's like, there's a lot of goals that don't have, and they don't have an end date. Right. And so that like measurable piece can be really difficult if you're like, what if your goal is to be nicer to your family, you know? And that's, I would say that's a valid goal, but really, really difficult to fit into a framework. However, if you have a framework and a habit every single week of reflecting and checking in can be like, okay, what am I doing this week to be nicer to my family? How did that go? And you can start to make progress on these more abstract type goals. And I think that's really, really powerful. So I just wanted, I, I love that idea. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that was really awesome. And, um, I also just love the idea of separating some things, um, your rhythms, rhythms, for example, that those become they're scheduled. Mm -hmm. That's part of the schedule. And also just the importance of scheduling first. Like you said, I am like so guilty of this, of being like, okay, on this day, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then like, that's also the day that has all the Mm non-negotiables in it. So like, why, why did I even try? Like, so like you said, sure. Things are not always going to go according to plan, but by mapping it out, you can be like, Oh, I'm just going to do the non-negotiables that day. That's all that we're going to do. And that's fine because the next day I'll have space to do some of the more personal, more optional. I don't want to say optional, um, less like urgent. Yes, absolutely. Yep. So I love that. That makes sense. I like that. Um, so we've kind of talked about a lot of this, but now we kind of want to talk about seasons and this is something that you have mentioned as we've gone about. So how can we make this planning rhythm that you've now mapped out for us? Um, and I think is really powerful, but how can we fit that into our season? I know we have a variety of listeners, right? We've got like the two worker homes. We've got, um, older moms, younger moms, like the whole gamut. So mm-hmm. how do you suggest fitting this into your current season? Yeah. As, I mean, I feel like this could be a whole episode in and of itself, but just, it is such a powerful thing to be able to almost to live life, especially as a mom, to embrace the different seasons that we're in. And because again, coming back to that mindset piece of that, almost like especially right when it comes to kids, it's like, once, once you figure it out, something out that they, you know, okay, I figured out the potty training or I figured out this, then they move on to the next thing, right? So the next stage and then we need to like refigure out the next thing. So that's just, it's embracing kind of that flow of life that life is going to be that way for them and for us and for us as a unit, as a family. So I think that mindset piece of moving through this idea or that it, holding on to the idea that it has to look the same and that, you know, I mean, again, I could go off on a whole thing, whether it's like our own, our bodies, all the things we're just the, if we can embrace the, the idea that we are meant to evolve, we are meant to change and grow that our rhythms are the same, that our rhythms are meant and designed and intentionally to, to grow with us and with our family. So in that vein too, I'm a big on experimenting and coming from it again, not from a, to do, not from like a ABCD check off the list 
perspective, but more so with put on your curious hat, become a scientist and try things literally don't be, and kind of letting go also of that perfection that we, many of us struggle with that. I am one of them of this idea of, again, if I can't do the whole rhythm all the time, the right way, there is no right way, first of all, but the, you know, to the full, you know, the fullest extent, then I'm just not going to try it all. I think that's so detrimental. So letting go of that and just staying open, staying open to experimenting and starting with, again, when you think about those areas, whether it's self-care, work, relationships, planning home in this season, where do you want to start? Where do you want to focus on, right? If you're if your kids, like for me, I think I've been working on in this season, my kids are eight and 10, like I said, so they're pretty independent. They're pretty, you know, they go to school like they it's, so I have a lot of time. I'm really focusing, focusing in on my work rhythms and building those out and kind of, and then so that then the summer comes and that's another season, right? So then I have kind then I will move more into the relationships and the home. So kind of, I think it really takes, it's that practice that we talked about. It's really starting to, the more you do it, you do build that muscle of designing and redesigning. And so I have a whole, you know, in the planner, it's that everyday seasonal, not every day, every season, every 90 days, checking in and resetting the rhythms. So just knowing, honoring, you know, or, and not even knowing, because sometimes we don't know there are the, you know, the more concrete seasons like summer. But then again, there's the seasons, right? Where maybe just we're having, there's like a family crisis or there's something like that that's happening big. That's a season where we need to readdress the rhythms to support that season. Absolutely. And I think too, the really cool thing about the rhythms, at least that you um, went over with us is that there's a lot of freedom about what, actually happens in the rhythm within a set of guidelines. It's yes. almost like a poem, like a, a format for a poem, right? Like, so yes. really you can take these same rhythms without having to completely reinvent the wheel, but depending on your season, maybe the amount of time you're spending in each area changes, or maybe the specific tasks change, but you can stick to this family mm-hmm. planning rhythm. You can still do a coffee chat every week. You can do your family planning. You can, I mean, exactly. again, even among crisis, like how powerful <sighs> is it to be like, Hey, look, like <laughs> we're all getting yeah. together and deciding how we're going to make it through this next week. Such a good point. Hun- yes. I love that. Yeah. So, Yes. I think so helpful. And I actually want to touch on something and I apologize if this is going back too far, but even just the idea of being the CEO, taking control, taking ownership, how powerful is that for a mom who so often we do feel like taken advantage of, we feel like no one notices what we're doing, like, or for me, it's like, it's difficult to set boundaries because sometimes I just like, well, I have to do the dishes again before bed at 10 PM, because if I don't, then they're not gonna be done tomorrow. Right. Rather Mm -hmm. than like, you know, that's not in, that's not in my rhythm right now. And I'm going to do my self-care rhythm because that's also part. So I think it's really powerful to take ownership and you can find a lot of peace and fulfillment from doing your job really well. 
yeah. as a mom. And instead of feeling like your life is kind of happening to you. Yeah. I, I think that's so, so huge. So important. And this, again, the more clarity you have around the rhythms, like you said, that communication piece is huge. So communicating, whether it's, you need to delegate something that they are a part of the rhythm, or this is when I'm doing this, at least for today, for this week, this is what I need. Because when you start to write out your rhythms, you start to think about them really in a way of, okay, this is, you know, my self-care, they're all no, none of them are more important than the others. It all, it's your life as we're holistic beings. And as we know, right, we cannot pour from an empty cup. It's, it's, we all know that for a reason because it's true. And so the more we can really look at it in that way of literally creating rhythms is a form of self-care and then protecting those with the boundaries and communicating what we need it just, the more you do it again, I, I can't, but that idea of building the muscle, there's the stronger you get and the more confident you get. Absolutely. Yes. And I think earning that power, not earning, gaining that power to yeah. say no, or to, yes. like you said, I love that to fiercely protect these things because you have this picture of what your life, your goal for your life is. And that is valid. And you absolutely deserve that. So yeah. It's so important to protect that. And I love that. So thank you so much for all of this information. Like I said, I have been really excited about this. Just, <laughs> I love, I love the definitions. I'm with you. I love putting names to things. I love making it easy to remember and defining it so that, you know, even as I talk to my family, it can be like, nope, this is, it's my <laughs> weekly planning. This is my, and that's for me. So I love that. Um, and I just would love to know what you think is like the one thing from this episode that we've talked about or something new that you, the advice that you would give to a mom who's struggling, like what, what is the most important thing when you feel like your life is kind of out of control and you want to be more productive and take ownership of your life? Oh my gosh. Such a good question. I, the first thing that comes to mind is this idea of starting small and letting go, because this is the thing I struggle with the most is the all or nothing thinking. And it's a little bit different from that perfectionist because it's, it's, it's very similar. It's in that same vein, but it's the all or nothing that I'm going to go big or I'm going to go home. And, and I listen to podcasts, right? And if you're listening to this one and you're getting hopefully inspired and encouraged and motivated, and I know for me, my tendency is to want to like do all the things and change all the things at the same time. And again, we've heard this, but it it's true. It's so true. Like backed by science, this idea of starting small, staying consistent, and then you can build from there. And that's what where I love to kind of get the big picture, but pick one thing. That would just be if you could just listen, you know, listen back and think through, okay. What area, again, what area in your life feels heavy right now? What area might feel like, okay, this is, you know, I'm struggling in this area. So we probably need some kind of a rhythm, some, some kind of support in this specific area, and then pick one rhythm to build out and work through the W's and just stay with that until you feel like, right. And, and again, however long you want, but until you feel like, okay, I am confident in this, this feels good. Then you can build on, but start small, pick one. And, and I just think that applies to everything in life. <laughs> like if we don't, that's where, if we're, we are already many of us overwhelmed, there's so many things. So to try to keep adding things, it just doesn't, 
doesn't work so well. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'll let you guys all know, I'm, I'm working on my cleaning rhythms. That's what's coming. That's what's drowning me right now. So yeah, that's <laughs> that a big is one. what we're going to, that's what we're going to work on after this. I so love it. that's my goal. Um, anyway, thanks again for being <laughs> here. And I would yeah. just love to know, I will drop any links you have to share in the show notes. So can you just tell me where my audience can go to learn more from you, what kind of products and services you have available at this time um, to get them started on this journey. Yeah. Thanks so much for this opportunity. It's, I literally, I could talk to you forever. I feel like we're so aligned with all of this stuff. So my website is www.yoursimplybiglife.com. Then my podcast is my other, my baby, the thing that I love to do the most, the peace and productivity podcast. There is like, I've been mentioning the peace and productivity planner. And then the thing that I'm most excited about right now is that I am am revamping and relaunching the course 2.0 that is the peace and productivity foundations course. So it's everything that we've been talking about. It walks you through the entire method from knowing your core values to creating the rhythms, designing your ideal week, just literally anything and everything that we talked about and then some. So that's going to be you can go and get on the waitlist for that now and then Hopefully I'm going to be launching in May of 2022. I guess anybody could be listening at any time, but if you're listening before that, the wait list after, then you can just join us in the course and it's an evergreen course. And then with just um, a Facebook community of support and all the things. So yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again, Sarah. Um, I will drop links to all of those things and I hope you're inspired. I am definitely inspired to take a little bit more ownership of my personal rhythms and had a great time chatting with you. Awesome. Amanda, thank you so much. It was so fun. All right, my friends, I hope you found that as inspirational as I did. I hope you're thinking about some ways you can use your family rhythms that you already have or tweak the family rhythms you have to work better for you to serve you. Um, and let that kind of relieve some of your stress, help you let go of some of the things you're carrying as you realize how much of what you do in your mom life is really rhythmic and automatic and that you can improve those rhythms without adding to your to-do list. So that was my biggest takeaway from this episode. Um, the next episode of the podcast will be about quick and easy, no cook summer meals. So I don't know about you, but turning on the oven in the summer is like the worst. So we are going to be talking all about meals that you can make without turning on the oven. So tune in for that episode in two weeks. And until then, my friends, happy planning. <laughs>